Don't be scared. Mm -mm, don't be scared. And now, the BGC Sports Network presents the Shake Back with Willie Epting Jr. Here we go, baby. Baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. But like Cedric the Entertainment said on uh, Kings of Comedy, I don't know about hockey. But we're going to talk a little hockey. Uh, Willie Epting Jr., Shakeback Sports Show, Big Game, Christian Sports Network. Man, we got another exciting episode filled with sports, sports, sports. And I got two-thirds or two-thirds of the team on deck on this episode, Corey Ellison, say what's up. What's up? <laughs> Marquess and Huff, man, he continues to be out handling family business, uh, but we wish him nothing but the best going forward. Um, to the dopest engineer on the planet, Big Day, what's going on? Sports fans all around the globe. You know what? You have to be careful what you ask for, Corey. You know why? Because you will get it. Because you will get it. And we went all the months without sports. And guess what we got now? We got so much sports, man. We can't even watch it all. And I love it. All right, man. Before we go any further in the first segment, we got to pay some bills. So we're going to do just that. The very first segment is being brought to you by the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Check us out on YouTube and click the subscribe button at BGC Sports Network 1. And help expand the brand. And also follow us on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram at BGC Sports One. That is for Instagram as well as Twitter and on Facebook. That is BGC Sports Network for this show at Shakeback Sports in the world of Instagram or Twitter rather. And for Instagram, the underscore shake underscore back uh, in the world of social media. So. Got a lot to get into, man. Had some breaking news come out a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, later in the day on Thursday. We're gonna get to that here in just a second. But uh, Corey, you ready to ring the bell, man? Let's do it. Ding ding, <laughs> ding ding, like uh, Apollo Creed did. <laughs> ding ding. All right, man. So we got the breaking news on Thursday afternoon that Glenn Anton Rivers. You might know him as Doc Rivers, the one-time coach of the Orlando Magic, the one-time coach of the Boston Celtics, the one-time coach of the Los Angeles Clippers, is now the brand-new coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Terms have not been released as of yet, but Doc, of course, was let go by the Clippers after their playoff debacle. Uh, this season, not only this, this season, but in past seasons as well. Uh, he inherits a squad that has Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, as well as Mr. Ben Simmons. Uh, that will be their quote unquote big three. Corey, you a little bit of a basketball aficionado. Is this a good hire for the, uh, for the, for the, uh, hashtag Philly United? To be determined, man. And the reason I say that is I don't think that nucleus of those big three work well together. I think that there's going to be some type of change within that organization with their players. Uh, as far as Don Rivers, um, I do think that he's a great coach. And we discussed this off air 
as soon as the news broke that he was fired. And I told you that he would get another job ASAP. I understand, uh, you know, him blowing 3-1 leads. I get that. I understand that um, LA, the Clippers have put all the resources and shuffled them all in, in the middle of the table. So there was no excuse. It was championship or bust for him. But I do feel like he's a great coach, man. I do feel like he's one of the top 10 coaches in the NBA. And for him to be out there as a free agent, I think any team would have possibly scooped him up if if they had an opening. So we'll see. Yeah, and um, he became the favorite for that job over Mike D'Antoni after he, well, he wasn't fired, but his contract was up and uh, he wasn't going to renew if they offered him another deal anyway. But the uh, the reports were all over the place that Mike D'Antoni, the man or the coach with three first names, Mike D'Antoni, um, he was the leading candidate for that job. And I personally did not feel that it would be a good hire for the Sixers if they were to get Mike D'Antoni because Mike D'Antoni don't believe in defense and his game or his coaching style is predicated on uh, spreading the floor with shooters all over the place and we know that Mr. Ben Simmons is everything but a shooter. Uh, Joel Embiid is best down on the block and uh, you know Tobias Harris he signed that big mega deal in the offseason and to me he didn't he didn't pan up to it so uh, Doc Rivers it, Philadelphia is a very very tough sports town but uh, this dude man went to Marquette in college and he was a point guard in the NBA for quite some time so it uh, it may just work out now just a little couple ends and odds about Mr. or Coach Doc Rivers he has career totals of 943 wins against 681 losses that is a winning percentage winning percentage of 581 he has actually taken the Boston Celtics to the NBA Finals a couple of different times. They won it back in 2008. Yeah, 2008. That year, they won 62 games. Or actually, they won 66 games that year. And then they uh, went back to the Finals in 09 where they lost to the Lakers and won 62 games that year. So he has had multiple years with at least 50 wins. Um, seven, I want to say. And... He's got some work to do because uh, Ben Simmons can't shoot. And, you know, I remember in high school, man, we played a, a sagging man to man against this team on the other side of the town, be, on the other side of town, because them dudes couldn't shoot, but they will blow by you. And I could see that going to continue on with Ben Simmons uh, as the person in the middle, man. So congratulations to Doc for landing on his feet like he always seems to do. Um, we'll see how it plays out, man, as he uh, takes over the helm over there in Philly. After Brett Brown was let go. Now remember, Doc Doc Rivers is the only coach in NBA history to lose three separate times, being up three one in the playoffs. So I don't know. Go figure. Maybe that's going to be another process. All right, Corey, stand with the NBA. There's this thing. I don't know. You may have heard of it. It's called the NBA Finals. Have you Have you heard of that? And I heard something about that. Yeah, I think they started play on on Wednesday night. And if you have been so socially distant once again or somewhere hiding under a basketball, (laughs) uh, Miami Heat 
and the Los Angeles Lakers have already played game one and it's in the books. Uh, it was a dominating performance by the Lakers up by as many as 32 at one point. Uh, LeBron James doing LeBron James things. Anthony Davis doing Anthony Davis things. And they just have no answer. Uh, they being the Heat have no answer for for Anthony Davis and it's going to be a tough sledding man for for the Heat because Dragic, uh, Goran Dragic is uh, likely not going to be able to play because he has a torn uh, what do they call it a torn plantar tendon. torn plantar in his foot yeah, tendon. yeah torn tendon in his foot and then if you saw what happened to Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler he rolled his ankle pretty good, so he's going to be iffy. Then Bam Adebayo got tangled up with, I think it was with Dwight Howard, knocking his shoulder out of whack, and he got an MRI on, on Thursday, and they said he had a strained neck. But, man, the Heat, they they are limping in the game, too, against a LeBron, LeBron James-led team that is clearly on a mission. Corey, and I, had, I actually had it to where we could talk about who has the uh, the advantage. I called it the deep three. The advantages, the advantage at, at point or at the back, uh, front court, back court, and coaching. But we're not even going to do that. We're not going to even do that now. We're just going to sit here and talk. And based on what happened in game one, that saw the Lakers just totally just destroy. I mean, just totally destroy. And it was a, like a 30 point turnaround in two quarters. What kind of chance are we giving the Heat to even make it a series at this point? Willie, <laughs> them boys don't have no shot, man. The um, Lakers came with their fire extinguishers last night and put the Heat out, man. It's wraps. It's done. Um, especially with them being hurt. Uh, Dragic, man, he stepped up this year in the playoffs. He's been tremendous. He's kind of turned back to the uh, age clock and he's been performing well he's gonna be out you know attending in your foot and you planning and cutting and exploding off your foot there is no way he's gonna be able to perform um bam out of bio major major key to what they do as far as rebounding and deflecting shots and everything else he's not there and then if jimmy butler who is a heart and soul of their team it's not there. Stick a fork in them, son. They out. Yeah, it is going to definitely be an uphill battle, uh, to say the least. And I don't know, man. Um, LeBron James, it's hard to believe that that dude is 35 years old playing at the level that he's playing at. And as a matter of fact, it's so funny because uh, Patrice, my wife, said the other day, LeBron James is old. I said, "Well, hmm. so we were talking about his his uh his his ball spot. He needs to go see uh the hair care uh, hair care club for men." But we we're talking about his ball spot. She said, "LeBron James is old." I said, "Babe, he's only thirty five. He's just been in the league since he was eighteen. But he's got he's got the eye of a tiger, man. And uh, the fact of the matter is that it looks like he's really deferring to Anthony Davis. But I want to talk about the bench because in, in in game one, man, the bench just just went crazy." KCP, Kent, uh, Kentavious Caldwell, the Pope, K- 
came off the bench and hit some key baskets. Rajon Rondo, he's still he's turned into a three point specialist. Corey, I don't know if you realize that or not. Kyle Kuzma, who has really been the number three option for the Lakers all year, but has really been somewhat inconsistent. He had a very good game, and then the defense that they played on the Heat, man, was just lights out. So if 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 the Lakers, who made more three pointers as a team in the game in the, in the playoff game than they have ever had in their history, if they continue to do that and put the clamps down on the other side, they might sweep them three to nothing. <laughs> I mean, they might have to count one game twice, straight up. What you say? I say they didn't put the four long fire out. It's wraps. Yeah, and uh, game, uh, game two will have uh, come and gone by the time this show airs. Uh, but I, I'm going to already say that we're looking at a 2-0 deficit for the Miami Heat. And Anthony Davis, who I predicted at the beginning of the playoffs, playoffs, uh, you, Marquess, and Huff, and myself, I had already predicted that Anthony Davis is going to win the MVP of the finals, and he is on his way to doing just that because he is a matchup nightmare. And um, they, ain't, they ain't got nothing for him, period, point blank. End of story. Signed, sealed, delivered. All right, man. So um, we got a couple minutes left to go in the segment. Um, just kind of want to uh, go back and forth with you on the next team outside. or Let's, let's talk about the state of the Clippers real quick. Now they're in search of a coach. They have Tyron Lue on their staff, of course. Uh, there's a chance that he may take over that spot. Um, what do we see, man, as far as the Clippers go with the with, with their next step moving forward? And I'm hearing whispers of Jeff Van Gundy, too. Um, he's been out the league, I don't know how long now. So I don't know how that would work. But they just don't have no chemistry, man. I I don't know what's up with PG-13. I know he said he was uh, getting depressed being in the bubble. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. It's not an excuse because every team in the playoffs was in the bubble and had to fight through that. So I really don't know, man. I don't know if they're going to shake up the team. I don't know if they're going to try to keep what they have and, and you know, see if they can change stuff with a new coach or, or what's going to happen. I have no clue. It is going to be uh, definitely a, a transition, and I and I said it at the beginning of the playoffs. I said it all year, even uh, while the pandemic had gripped everything and stopped everything in place, that the fact that they did not have any real time on the court together with those stars uh, was going to be a detriment to their success simply because they had no chemistry, like you stated. And when you had Patrick Beverly and, and Montrez Harrell, who missed significant time before the uh, or during the bubble, then that is, you, you just can't turn it on. And I don't care if you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George uh, at the same time, you know, that's not going to be enough. And what, what Denver did to them was to show them just that. All right, man. So we winded down the first segment of the brand new Shakeback Sports Show in the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Come on back and get us out of the break. NFL. Corey Ellison, Marquess and Huff, Big Dave. Sports fans all around the planet. Your boy Willie Epstein Jr., man. Who we holding it down? Y'all come on back and holler at us.
sir. No chance. That's what you've got. That's what Corey said about the Miami Heat in the first segment. He said they have no chance. <laughs> All right, man. We welcome you back to the Shake Back Sports Show right here on the Big A Christian Sports Network, man. It's your boy Willie Uptee Jr., man. We holding it down. Corey Ellison, what's up, man? <laughs> man, you retarded, dude. <laughs> Man, to the dopest engineer in the on the planet, he taught me. Big day, what's going on, Marquez and Huff? Man, get on back soon as you can, brother. We hold it down for you, sports fans, wrestling fans all over the rock. Man, that is a, a tribute to the Miami Heat after their game one unperformance against the Los Angeles Lakers and saw them go down by as many as thirteen or thirty two rather before losing by eighteen. So uh, we're gonna finish up. Oh, we actually got some more news. I'm gonna get to that here in just a second. Uh, the second segment of this episode is being brought to you by Cotopause. Feeling stressed? Well, you are not alone. Stress is an unpleasant part of life. So call Cotopause. Cotopause is dedicated to providing individuals, groups, ministries, and businesses with great space solutions. So give Cotopause a call or go to Cotopause.org. That is C-A-T-A-U-A-P-A-U-S-E.org and discover real solutions for life, man. As we, um, as we witness that, that debacle of a debate, this past Tuesday, uh, it, 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 look, it is, it has left a lot of Republicans and Democrats for that matter stressed out. So if you were one of those people, man, holler at our folks at Cotterpaws, man, they'll get you right. All right. So the breaking news that we wanted to come back to, is, of course, we talked about Doc Rivers now is the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. So he goes back to the East Coast where he won a championship, of course, with the Boston Celtics back in the late uh, late 2009 is when it was five years is what they gave him Corey uh, the dollar amount has not been released as of yet but you have to figure it's going to probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of I don't know maybe 15 to 20 million dollars a year uh, for that dude and he's not going to have any control like he did with the Clippers because Elton Brand is still the GM there and of course he is the one that was responsible for bringing him in so Let's move on to the NFL. And week three is in the books. Week four, uh, by the time this show airs, we'll have been uh, well underway with only the Monday night game slated to go. And uh, we're going to get into our Homer squad or our Homer segment. And we're going to talk about our respective home teams and their performances over the weekend, this past weekend, week three. And we're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys. Boo! We're going to start the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Look, we're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys and uh, the Seattle Seahawks from Seattle. And the Dallas Cowboys went out there. Um, well, Corey, go ahead and tell, you, tell the audience about this game, final score, and what you took from it the most. Yeah. <laughs> deplorable man just just bad dude um our secondary cannot cover nobody at all these dudes was wide open Lockett, dj metcalf six yards down the field running to the end zone um gotta give a plug to um our rookie cornerback Diggs for at least not giving up on a play and knocking the ball out of his hand before he crossed the, the goal line 
to get a touchback on that play. But the rest of it, man, our secondary is garbage. It's trash. Um, I don't know where Demarcus Lawrence is. Got an APB out on him. Um, it's sad that we go get a player off the street that hadn't played in five years in Alden Smith, and he's actually leading the league in sacks. <laughs> um, I don't know what that says about my team. I don't know what that says about the league. Um, I think it says more about your shout, team. Shout out to him. Um, Zeke not being able to, to handle the ball and fumbling the ball. Um, Dak Prescott fumbling the ball. It's just, I don't know, man. It's like you, we, our defense is not that good, and our offense cannot put our defense in that type of position with those type of turnovers and expect us to win. Um, but in all in all, we were in the game, took a lead late in the fourth quarter, had an opportunity. But again, our secondary couldn't hold. So we'll see, man. I think our schedule gets a little bit easier. We'll see. Um, but as of right now, it's not looking too good, but neither is our, our division. And I still think we'll win our division, but six and ten. That may be. That may be. Yeah, it may be. Man, I don't even know. Five and eleven. Seven and eleven. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, I mean, look, the Cowboys are now what two and eight in the last ten games with one possession is on the line. Hey man, it's twenty twenty. It's 2020. Stop um, bringing up old stuff. Okay, so 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 they are. <laughs> it's, it happened in 2020. What's your point? It just. It's, I'm saying it happened the last game, but anyway, um, I mean Dak Prescott. 37 of 57 for 470 yards. The second straight week that he has broken a passing record for uh, the Cowboys in its history. But here's the thing, man. You cannot have Dak Prescott dropping back 57 times. That number needs to be around 37, the amount of completions that he had. And Zeke Elliott, dude, where are you? 14 rushes for 34 yards, 2.4 yards per carry. That's not going to cut it, son. And the Seattle Seahawks, they have the weakest part of their team is their secondary, just like the Cowboys. And they came up with some timely stops or some timely uh, passes defense at the right time. And uh, can we just give a shout out to Russell Wilson? This dude's going to win the MVP. NFL record for most touchdowns after three games at 14. He's going to win the MVP. Huh? That's your your fantasy league quarterback? quarterback? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 27 or 40, 315 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. Chris Carson, uh, that in that injury that he had sustained at the hands of who was it, Antoine Woods, when he rolled up on the back of his leg, yeah, he might get fined for that if he shouldn't or if he doesn't, he should. He is my fantasy league, one of my fantasy league running backs. Now both of my fantasy league running backs are on the shelf: Chris Carson and Christian McCaffrey. Both of their names start with Chris. How about that? Um, but as far as the, as far as the actual Cowboys go, uh, the game against Cleveland on Sunday, uh, it's going to be, um, it's going to be 
a make it or break it. I, I'm, I'm, we're going to save this for a little bit later because we're going to get to those teams that, that lost or that are one and two or, or lost in week three that definitely need a win in week four. So we're going to get that in just a second, but we're going to talk about my Raiders going out to, uh, Foxborough and taking on the old nemesis, old hoodie himself, Bill Belichick. And the Raiders got off to a pretty good start. You know, led the game three zip, then was driving back and forth up and down the field with the uh, with the Patriots. Excuse me, but then <laughs> you cannot have two turnovers by your quarterback um, deep in your own, one in, in in your own end, or really at all. But you can't have that. And then Josh Jacobs, who we've been raving about really since he was drafted out of Alabama, had a fumble. He didn't have that really. He didn't have that good of a game either. But Derek Carr, man, he still be look. This dude is eighty percent passing percentage um, in this game. Twenty four of thirty two for two hundred sixty one yards, two scores, no picks. But he did have those two fumbles. And here's the thing, man. Oh my God, can somebody on the Raiders please get a pass rush? Really, can you get a pass rush, man? I mean, and then can you please stop the run? You're going to give up over two hundred yards to the Patriots on the ground. Okay, I get it. Cam Newton is the quarterback, but Rex Burkhead. I mean, Sony Michelle, he's good, but he ain't no, you know, he ain't no Eric Dickerson. He had nine carries, dude, for 118 yards or something like that. I'm disgusted. Yeah. And it, but I will say this about the secondary. They only gave up, they gave up less than 200 yards passing. But that's because, in my opinion, it was Cam Newton and the whole thing was to run the ball down the Raiders' throat. And that is what they did. And then, one more thing before we move on to the next part, because I got to get this out too, Corey. You talk about Demarcus Lawrence. Where are you? Dude, Darren Waller. Really? One catch? But you know what that is, though. Bill Belichick is the best at taking the team's best weapon and neutralizing him. And that is exactly what they did. I put that on John Gruden because he knew that was coming. So the late Las they Vegas. Put it, they should have put Jason Whitten in. But anyway, um, so the uh, <laughs> final score, 36, Patriots, 20, Raiders. And uh, I don't really feel that terrible about this loss because we did go across country and uh, we were we were an underground, uh, underdog. And to me, winning this game would have been some real good icing on the cake. But I'm not too terribly upset about it. So, all right. So we are going to move on to another part of the second segment as we continue the NFL chatter, as we have about, hmm, oh man, see, we did this last week. Seven minutes left to go in this second segment. So, name a couple of things, Corey, that uh, just made you say, Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? Man. <laughs> Patty. Patrick Mahomes did you see that did you see that performance I saw it I saw it this dude is ridiculous man ridiculous yeah and um, I'm glad you went there because to me I did see what Patrick Mahomes did and by the way his mama said call him Patrick his mama call him Patrick I'm gonna call him Patrick um it's more or less to me, did you see that? But what we didn't see out of Lamar Jackson, this dude had less than 100 yards passing at halftime. 
Less than yeah, I was going to say it in our next segment. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, in part of this segment, I guess. Well, that's fine. I mean, since we can still agree, but we will end up disagreeing, I'm sure, at some point. But um, you got to give credit to defense coordinator from the Chiefs. Oh, by the way, I hate them. Um, you got to give credit to Steve Spagnuolo because he game plan a, a, a strategy against Lamar that uh that really made him look like Babe Loffenberg. <laughs> I love the cowboy dig right there. Why you got Why you got to put a cowboy in right there? All right, man. Anybody else out there that uh <laughs> that you want? <laughs> do you anybody else out there that you want to? That, that you are asking. Hey, did you see that? I hate to say it because it was against my team, but as we stated, the guy that's in jockeying for first place right now for MVP, Russell Wilson. Ridiculous, man. Like week in and week out. Once you you think he's not gonna do better than the week before, and he just continues to elevate and elevate and elevate. One thing about that is, um, I don't know, maybe him and Sierra need to have babies every other month because uh, this last baby that they had, I don't know, he, he got some 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 superpowers or something because what that dude is doing, I mean, he's on pace again to throw for 60-something touchdowns, and we talked about it last week or in the last episode that, uh, or do we think that he's going to actually get to 50? I think you said no. I'm thinking he's going to get to 50 barring any injury. I mean, that's always the common denominator is if um, if there's going to be an injury sustained to either to him or somebody that's really key to him and his play. And Chris Carson, that that ankle that he got, that could be a hindrance in itself. All right. My uh, my my belongs to that same game and that same quarterback that threw it to Nikhil Harry, and you talked about it just a minute ago, and that dude, why do wide receivers do that? I mean, that makes me so mad. Nikhil Harry, sit down somewhere, dude, because that was just, that's that's unacceptable, and it's a disgrace. Um, all right, Corey, if you have a couple more, um, you can, you can, <laughs> you can reveal those now. So if you, do you have anything else? Do you have anything else on that? Man, it's one that I'm thinking of. I'm trying to remember the teams. Wasn't it? Was it? Uh, I can't remember. It was a bad call at the end of the game that cost. Was it the Chargers or the Rams? It was the Rams. It was the Rams. That, it, that Rams game. That was horrible, man. Come her, on, dude. Terrible. You, you can't. You, you can't make a call like that at the end of the game to affect the game like that. Sorry. Yeah, that uh, that was very unfortunate for a. A Rams team that had gotten down big in the first or pretty much the whole game and then came storming back and actually uh, had taken the lead, had taken the lead, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, wound up losing on a Josh Allen touchdown pass. Oh, we got the Bills on Sunday, by the way, in Las Vegas. So <laughs> that's going to be a toughie. All right, man, I got <laughs> one, I, I got one more. I have, uh, and this is actually from the college ranks, Corey, the quarterback from Iowa State. I can't remember the kid's name, but he they were playing against TCU, and he was rushed off the edge on the blitz by 
the 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 slot corner <laughs> from TCU, and he was going down for the sack. And as he was spinning around, he threw the ball backwards that landed directly in the hands of a TCU DB who took it to the hizzy for a pick six. And I was like, man, I have never seen anything like that in my life. And it had me saying all over again, man, I'm telling you, it was crazy. It had me saying, yeah, whoa. All right, man. Um, how many minutes we got? We we this look. We got to come up with something, man, because uh, we be killing our time, dude. We got only a minute left to go in this second segment, and we still got a lot to get into. So, um, real quick, which team in week week three that had to get a win in the AFC but didn't? They needed to get a win in the AFC, but they didn't get one. In the AFC, yeah. Um, I am going to say the Houston Texans. Oh my gosh. It, it, it doesn't Bottom get oh and three. Yeah. And you look, it doesn't get any easier for them because when you have Kansas city, then Baltimore, then the Steelers and you go oh and three, that says something to me about Bill O'Brien. And I'm kind of like, you know what, dude? That's what you get for trading your best player. That is what you get. Yeah, that's what you get for trading your best player. And that's what you get for trading your best player after you sign your quarterback to a huge extension. All right, man, that's going to wind it down for the second segment, man. Come on back to the other side of the break. We're going to finish up this NFL talk, get into our final shakes, man. And then we're going to bring in the closer as this was the baseball show. Big Game Christian Sports Network, Shake Back Sports Show, Corey Ellison, Mark Wessenhuff, Big Day, Willie Upton Jr. Y'all come back and holler. Welcome you back to the third and final segment of the Shake Back Sports Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Willie Upton Jr., man, hold it down, man. Got my homie, my brother from another mother, rolling with me, Corey Ellison. Corey, what's good? What's good, famo? Mark and Huff, get on back here, man. We got you back to the dopest engineer in the game. Big day. What's happening, man? Sports fans, NFL fans, baseball, football fans, all over the rock. And speaking of that, man, that money. Oh, you know what? Let's pay some bills. This third segment is being brought to you by Fork Talk Eatery. Can't remember what home-cooked meal tastes like. Want a meal just like mama's? Well, Fork Talk Eatery will have your mouth smacking and your fork talking. Give them a call, 469-358-5241, or visit their Instagram page at Fork Talk 3000, or Facebook at Fork Talk Eatery, and place your order today. Forked Out Eatery. It is hashtag forking delicious. Yeah, speaking of the money, man, want to give a shout out and congratulations to defensive back from the Baltimore Ravens, Mr. Marlon Humphrey, as he inked an extension worth up to $98 million. Um, He cried and gave a whole bunch of props to his dad. And if you don't remember, his dad played in the NFL as well, was a running back, a very good one too at that. So congratulations to the Humphrey family on his new dough. Corey. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> like, are you there? Um, so we left off in the second segment talking about teams or team that needed a win big time in week three, but did not get one. And we started, we talked about the, in the AFC, it was the Houston Texans. In the NFC, who you got? Man, it was a toss up for me between two teams, but I got to go with this team, man, because they are pathetic. You give up a 16-point lead and a 15-point lead, and that's got to be the Atlanta Falcons, man. They have way too much talent to be putting out what they're putting on the field and, and, and just blowing games the way they're blowing games. I think they done gave up on their coach. He got They got to get him up out of there, man. Very, very interesting point, and I think we have learned to expect that from the Falcons because – uh, even when that dude was, uh, he was not the office of coordinator, but he was there. Dan Quinn, of course, we're talking about the former, and you got to remember what Dan Quinn did in Seattle. No, that was, I'm thinking about, uh, Daryl Bevel, their office coordinator. But anyway, as far as the Falcons go, th- that, look, that is what we have come to expect of them. And it's not the Atlanta Falcons. It's the Atlanta. It's the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons, they, they they just can't win. They can't get right, boss. Um, I like that pick. Um, I'm gonna go uh, with the Minnesota Vikings because that was my other pick. Yeah, they. I don't know what's going on with them, but they better figure it out because that dude that plays in Green Bay, Wisconsin, he wears number twelve. Um, he's on State Farm commercials. He ain't playing, and uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a a a very difficult challenge and task for them them being the Vikings to get back into this thing um, at 0-3 going into week 4 and I thought that they would definitely be able to get a win um, but hey you know what when you uh when you have a running back and this and Dalvin, Dalvin Cook man is I think he's a stud I think he's a stud I thought he was a stud at Florida State but I think as far as um Alan Th- Adam Thielen goes the wide receiver. You're seeing that he is really not a number one. And shout out to um, shout out to uh, uh, Jefferson for the game that he had. I think he had seven catches for 175 yards. So that is my team that needed to get a win but did not. All right, so let's move over to um, a team that uh, needed to get a win and actually did get one. For me, I'm going with the Detroit Lions uh, defeating the Arizona Cardinals. That was a huge win for them. Um, <clears throat> if they didn't get that win, they would have what? They would have been zero and three, I believe. Right. Uh, so, so they ain't gonna do nothing. For, that's what that's gonna do for them, man. Is boost their confidence uh, going forward. Uh, not saying that they're gonna, you know, go off and win, you know, five or six games in a row, but. They they needed that win big time, and I'm proud of them for doing that against the Cardinals. Yeah, and and the Cardinals that 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 game actually was dog darn near close to my. Did you see that? Because it seems like whenever the Cardinals and the Lions get together, it always ends with some sort of dramatics. And that field goal that that dude hit to win the game, uh, Matt Prater for the for the Lions. That was clutch. And that's against a team, man, that is really on up and up and coming. Kyler Murray, man, is showing that he does belong. He is worthy of the number one overall pick last year or two years ago. Um, 
or two drafts ago, shall I say. And, you know, he's got weapons around him. Hopkins, you got uh, Kenny, uh, Drake uh, behind the uh, uh, in the, <laughs> at running back. You have, of course, Larry Fitzgerald out there still doing it too. So, and the defense isn't bad either, man. So, that was uh, that was a heck of a game for them. My, my team that actually needed a win and got one, um, I think that actually may have been you know what I'm gonna say that was huh it's so many of them I wanna say the Green Bay Packers and the reason why I say the Green Bay Packers because even though they came into the game against New Orleans 2-0 they were going down to the N-O um to face a team that had just come off of a loss uh on Monday night prior uh in in in, in the in the Saints and Drew Brees that he did not have that that great of a game, and I actually came out and said that I think he's done. Um, but for them to go out there, go down there to New Orleans and, and, and get that win, um, and with Aaron Rodgers playing the way that he is, that to me just boosts them up that much even more. And I don't think the Saints, man, I don't think the Saints are going to be as good as people think they are. Now, I know they were out Michael Thomas the last two weeks, can't, can't guard Mike. But the bottom line is, man, is you got to win those games, man. You have to win those games. All right, so do we have one for the AFC? Yeah, I do. I went with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the reason I went with that, um, that would put them at 3-0, and uh, waiting to see what um, Baltimore was going to do. If Baltimore would have won, they would have been 3-0 and as well. So I give it to Pittsburgh, man. They're ahead of their conference right now or in their division right now. Uh, command and lead by one and I just think that that goes well for them man They're, they've been silently stringing together good wins uh, they just sound all across the board man offense defense um, love their coach man love the discipline that he has with his team and I just want to see what they do going forward as the season continues agreed Agree with that wholeheartedly, and yeah, I, I could, I could, I see your argument with that or your point with that because we can say the same thing about the Kansas City Chiefs when they went to Baltimore and did what they did to them. Not necessarily because of what they weren't doing, but what the what the actual or what them winning that game would actually do as far as separating them from the pack in the NFL. And we're gonna get to that in just a second, man. Um, but to me, a team that 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 needed a win that actually got one that was the Indianapolis Colts because the Tennessee Titans appeared to be the the cream of the crop in the AFC South. And Philip Rivers went there, or he they 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 got Philip Rivers there, um, because they thought he was an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett to take them to the next level. And that that South is going to be a dogfight, man, between the Colts and the Titans. And you might want to even say the Jaguars just a little bit. I'm I'm not still not sold on them yet because they lost. Bishu Mania. Yeah, because because they lost so many of their. I mean, they they gave away primarily gave away so many of their great pieces. But Philip Rivers becomes the the sixth player or sixth quarterback in NFL history to pass for at least four hundred touchdown passes. Um, I thought that was significant. I like Philip Rivers, baby making Philip Rivers, man. <laughs> that dude got what nine kids, eight kids, something like that. Yeah, 
the Brady Bunch, the the Rivers Bunch. All right, well, so he <laughs> hey man, don't give that man personal business. All right, so <laughs> five minutes left to go in the show. Uh, we're gonna unveil, um, and I want to do it at the quarter point, but we're not quite there yet. This is the this is the quarter point, but I want to do it after the quarter point. Uh, but we're gonna do it now, and that is our hashtag Shake Back NFL power rankings and we're going to give five teams and you can go in any order any order that you want uh five to one one to five any conference it doesn't matter just the top five in the nfl go for me i'm gonna go number five um i'm gonna give that to seattle seahawks um number four which this one was tough for me because i wanted to put baltimore in there but I'm, i'm taking them out for now I got to go with the teams that's undefeated. So I'm going with Buffalo, number four, going Pittsburgh, number three, Green Bay, number two, and, of course, the team that you hate, the Chiefs, number one. I hate them. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, uh, especially about all the teams that are undefeated. I'm not I'm not sold at all on the Chicago Bears. They're undefeated. Uh, I'm not sold on uh, – I'm really not sold on the Titans that much. They're undefeated. But – I will give my top five and they will go as such. I have number five. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got Captain 12. At number four, I have the Green Bay Packers. At number three, I've got the uh I've got the Seattle Seahawks. At number two, I'm going to go with the Hmm. I'm gonna go with the I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna put Arizona at four, and then number two or number one. I have, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. I hate them for what they did to the uh, to the to the Ravens was nothing short of felonious. And um, this is gonna be an interchangeable thing all throughout the year. Um, I think you know both of us probably had Baltimore as number two before this past week, and now they're not even in there because you, I got a question for you though. Uh huh. Is there a reason why you didn't put Buffalo in there? Is it because they playing your Raiders this week? Buffalo who? This is my, <laughs> oh, okay. This is my list. <laughs> nah, but on the, but on the cool though, I do like Buffalo. I love their defense. I'm a little afraid of their defense. Actually, they got playmakers at every level. Um, you can go ahead and stick them in there at, at number two. Um, so I can go with you know Seattle, Green Bay, Buffalo, uh, Kansas City. And even you know what? Honestly, it's kind of hard for me to. I put Seattle in there, but it's kind of hard for me to put them in there. It's because I don't think they don't have no defense, man. This is true. This is true. But in in, in a in the in, in the NFC, which is deep, like we've never seen it before, or amongst like the times we've never seen it before. I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bank against Russell Wilson at all. I'm just not gonna do it. So um, there's the our yeah. Well, that's your quarterback. Yeah, he he. <laughs> I ain't gonna do that to you right now. All right, so we. <laughs> you can't rattle me, man. You're not gonna upset me about my Cowboys, dude. It's only I already told you. I'm not I'm not that dude that say they're gonna win the Super Bowl every year. So you're not gonna rattle me. It is what it is. So you can you can. Don't waste your breath. It's only week three, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. He's saying that. <laughs> and you have to remember that all these shows are being recorded and they will end up on a promo one day. I will not be rattled. Trust me, it's going to end up on a promo. Corey, man, a minute and a half left to go in the show, man. Give you a final shake. 
man, final shake for me, uh, which we didn't get to it, but you did touch on it. Lamar Jackson going 15 and 28 for 97 yards. That's not going to cut it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if the Chiefs just have his number and they just in his head. But in order for him to get to where he's trying to go, he's got to get past it. Agreed, man. And uh, at the at the intro, I said baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. Uh, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning for defeating the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup Finals. Also, the French Open is going on over there at Roland Garros at this time of year. Baseball playoffs are well underway. My Oakland A's are uh, in prime position to make a run for the World Series. Tune into the hashtag Brothers of Baseball Show on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Twelves and sixes. That's with me. Willie Epstein Jr., Monday through Friday. And, of course, basketball, NBA playoffs, the finals are going on at this moment. So, got a lot of things going on at the same time. And during this time of the pandemic and so much uncertainty with government and politics and racial injustice, it is good to have back the one thing other than Jesus Christ that binds us all together. All right, coming up next, from Press Box to Press Road, Donald Ware. Y'all make sure y'all check him out. For Marquess and Huff, the dopest engineer in the game, Big Day, Corey Ellison, it's me, Willie Epstein Jr., man. Y'all take care of each other, hold each other, love each other. We out. Peace.